0: no 10. people welcome to a brand new episode of the midnight drop it is your host jordan malone back at you with some new stuff going on today we're going to be doing some reviews for the last duel that was just released on hbo max and we're also going to be doing a discussion on euphoria season two episodes one and two but right now we're going to keep listening with this good ass music we're back with you in just a little bit peace then, if you're joining us here on Station Head, welcome! It's great to have you guys here. Listen to this good ass music. That is Drake and Le- Little Baby wants and needs. I wanted to go ahead and finish up kind of the introduction and stuff because I wanted to get to that one verse. If you're listening to this recorded on Anchor, Spotify, SoundCloud, or any of our other platforms, then you're just listening to some good old music curated by our guy DJ No Tag. Shout out to him real quick. <laughs> Always oh, good stuff to hear from him But we're going to go ahead and get started with the show Like I said Like I said uh, We're going to be doing a review For the movie The Last Duel Which came out months ago in 2021 Uh, But it actually just released on HBO Max Yesterday I believe I had a wonderful time to get to watch that. Uh and I have some really good opinions about that. So we're gonna get into that. And then we're gonna start our discussion series on Euphoria season two, one of the most highly acclaimed, uh, you know, highly coveted acclaimed shows uh that HBO Max has to offer, really just on TV and streaming right now. And it's a show that everyone's hooked up right now. I'm hooked on it right now. I honestly need to do a whole review. Of season one of Euphoria, just to kind of like catch it all up with the Midnight Drop. But we're gonna be talking about the first two episodes since we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week. But that is gonna be it. And then I think the last topic, we're just gonna kind of chill and kind of go off topic a little bit, which is some stuff I just wanna say before we end that show. But welcome again. Thank you guys so much for coming in and listening to this brand new episode of the Midnight Drop. Uh, before we go ahead and get started, just some quick housekeeping uh, stuff that we always get through here. If you're new to The Midnight Drop, welcome. We always do live episodes every other day, live on Station Head, and then on the following day, uploaded on all of the platforms, which is Anchor, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, www.themidnightdrop.com, and also on other platforms. Catch us with clips uh, on Instagram to kind of get a taste of what we could do over here. Uh, if you want to listen to these live shows, what I'm gonna need you to do is download the app station head in which we do a lot of good stuff over here where we have copyrighted music uh, that's played from my Spotify account. So what you just heard was Wants and needs. That's a popular song. Uh, I got a good amount of songs right here on my playlist on the left. And it's just really dope uh, to get everything here and just play my favorite music and if anybody wants to request, that's what we do here. Uh, we're just gonna try doing Station Head for a little bit, uh, and if it doesn't work out, it just doesn't work out, we'll just go back to just doing pre-recorded episodes, or we'll just move to another platform, which is Twitch. And so far, man, it's going all right. I will say that. But if you want to catch episodes live, download the Station Head app, look for the Midnight Drop, and you'll find all of our recorded episodes and more. And. Again, if you want to go ahead and follow the Midnight Drop on social media, follow us on the Midnight Drop official underscore TMD podcast. And you'll find all of updates, including some cool little things that we post here and now, including as top five superhero movies, top five movies, uh, weekend watch list, off topics, off subjects, all that type of good stuff. So follow us on Instagram, official underscore TMD podcast, and you'll get to know everything there is to us and just gonna put this out there if you want to know about trying to get onto the show do an interview or just kind of have a cool vibe I'm actually starting out uh, open invitations for people to just come on and just start talking or whatever uh, what we want to do here on the midnight drop is that we want to have a sense of togetherness and we want to get people involved just having really good conversations But that's that's really what all podcasts are all about Just having really chill, cool conversations And who knows, I might get food for you at the, uh, <laughs> during the show So it'll be a cool little ASMR Where we talk about our favorite movie TV shows It's just some cool stuff We don't just do movie and TV shows uh, We also do uh, turns of just po- politics uh, Social issues, pop culture And just life in general, man It's just a really chill time over here And that's what we do, so... If you want to go ahead and join in Go ahead and email me at JordanCamin at Outlook.com Again that's JordanCamin at Outlook.com Or if you want to go ahead And DM us You can go and DM us at our uh, Instagram page Or at 615 underscore chill But that is it with the housekeeping Let's get on with the show We're going to start off With playing some good old music In a little bit I know that's going to be some good stuff yeah, if you're new to this, it's definitely been a really chill day. It's been really snowy over here, man. It's like it's been uh it's been chill, I would say that. Today, uh Nashville, the state of Tennessee ended up getting a lot of snow today. It's our second straight weekend where we had just snow. I wanna say second straight weekend, I don't know, but um it's been really cool here playoff NFL playoff football is here man if you are repping the Tennessee Titans we got our buy today which is very fucking dope and if you were any of the teams that won in the last couple of days so the Bills the Cincinnati Bengals uh, the San Francisco 49ers played earlier today I'm trying to remember God damn, I can't remember at all. Oh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It looks like the Kansas City Chiefs are gonna blow out the Pittsburgh Steelers like everybody thought. So congratulations to all you guys. Another round of applause. And for everybody else who lost, including them cowboy fans, for everyone saying that our team is gonna win, just want to get a good give you guys a big old Shut oh, the Fuck Up. Hold on, I don't think you heard over that music, but here you go. Shut the fuck up! So yeah, I just had to restart that music Just to tell you to shut the fuck up Including for the Dallas Cowboy fans But no, I'm serious though, man Like, it really sucks that you guys lost In a crazy play like that So, I'm to give a, you know Big shout out to that Um, but yeah, man It's been cooling over here Had some good ass food Uh, watched a good amount of TV shows and movies Uh, through HBO Max, Netflix Um, I need to go ahead and give an announcement that I want to go ahead and get a Scream review out for you guys. Uh, maybe in the next couple of days because the plan was to go watch Scream on Saturday, but the problem was, was that I was too afraid of what the weather was going to be like because it's been raining hard over here. There was some uh, good. There was some snow that came in a little bit later on the night, and I just didn't know if it'd be safe for me to go to the movies. Plus. Uh, I've been getting some mis- Mixed thoughts and just the reviews It's like Rotten Tomatoes had it Really really high I'm gonna actually look it up Real quick again just to check uh, Scream They had it at a, now it's down to a 75% It used to be at 90 At one point but now it's down to 75 uh, Some other people saying the movie Just wasn't that good but I'm still gonna watch it I wanna have an opinion of my own And just see what it's all about But that was really it Man just uh hold on Make sure I uh Okay Yeah just had to make sure I could hear myself real quick But yeah it was just kind of weird which is how Um Everything was With this movie so I want to go ahead and give it a quick Watch as soon as I can And I want to try to see if I Can Give a good uh review on it too But uh you're gonna have some Cool reviews from me later on this week Probably have some cool discussions Conversations uh Like I said in uh, the episode I did before where I did a whole review for Licorice Pizza and American Underdog. uh, We're going to start doing episodes every other day because I'm getting this itch now to where I want to do podcast episodes every day uh, or every other day. And it's just like if I keep waiting week by week, it's just going to make me feel like I'm a little lazy. So that's just something that I'm. Going to start doing with this go back to Doing because I did it before and it was Actually really cool so uh, That's what we're going to try That's what we're going to try that's what we're going to accomplish And uh, we're going to have a lot of Reviews we're going to have a lot of discussions On stuff Uh, You'll see a lot of group Discussions and one-on-ones with other people In the near future Um, I tried some Really interesting things in terms of Advertising my podcast and so far It's worked So I'm happy about that Actually better yet since I'm here Let me check my Google Drive So I can see How many people are ready for it Because we're going to have a lot of Discussions just based on like What people are trying to do What they're trying to accomplish here And it's just like yeah we got it shared with like 10 different people man it's crazy but Yeah man be on the lookout for Some really cool episodes and I know for this week, it's going to be a little interesting. We may be having snow again on Wednesday of this week. So that'll be really crazy if we do. Jesus Christ, weather is crazy over here. Did y'all, real quick, did any of y'all, anybody from the West Coast, did any of y'all get an advisory on a tsunami coming in because of an underground vulca- an underwater volcano? Like, what the fuck, man? Are we, We're getting to that point, man, to where... Life is just ridiculous. Like I'm not like. Thankfully, there wasn't a tsunami on the west coast, but just ridiculous, man. Um Ah, oh, man, it was. It, I think that was the one crazy headline. Because if I'm living in the west coast and I'm getting a warning for a fucking tsunami coming over, that's just ridiculous. Like I'm just over here. I'm just chilling at my house. I'm going to get groceries, and I'm being told, "Oh, a fucking tsunami is coming in." Like. We're freaking Japan, and Japan ends up getting tsunamis all the time, and it's sad, and it's ridiculous, and it's even getting worse with climate change right now. So, the West Coast, the United States West Coast is getting it. That's that's a problem, but thankfully, they didn't get that. Um, I want to talk about some other topics, but we'll have probably have to wait later on the show because I really want to get these reviews in especially for The Last Duel because that was a good fucking movie. If I got to give my first impressions before we go into this commercial break, The Last Duel, there was a huge discussion about it uh, with Ridley Scott and how the movie was considered one of the biggest flops of 2021. And I didn't even get to watch the film. And Ridley Scott was going on uh, these interviews. I think he went on a podcast and talked about the reason why... Uh, my movie did so bad in the box office is that millennials, man, they're they're so dependent on their phones that they rather watch movies on their phone or rather go to the fucking theater that we need to change. And I have, some, uh, I have some opinions on that comment, opinions on his opinion, but I didn't want to go too crazy with them because I wanted to watch the movie, never got a chance to, now I finally get to, and now I can – Just say, okay, here I go. But that will be coming on a little bit later. Right now, we're going to go ahead and go on to another commercial break as we get things set up for a review of The Last Duel. And for all my guys on Station Head, we'll be playing some good-ass music. Uh, We're going to play Kanye Kanye West. Uh, We're going to play Travis Scott's Goosebumps. And while for all you guys that are hearing this uh, pre-recorded show on all the other platforms – we're getting that good, good Roadcaster sound goodness, <laughs> which I'm still gonna try to update. But it's just some chill music over here. So, like I said, be on the lookout for our review of the last duel and next cupping. Next cupping. What the hell's wrong with me? In the next coming minutes, as we're gonna go ahead and go into this break, and we'll get it. We'll be back to you right after this. then we're gonna go ahead and get started with our first topic of the day and that is going to be this review of The Last Duel now I said it before we went on this commercial break and what I talked about was just the whole discussion regarding why this movie became one of the biggest flops of 2021 Ridley Scott saying uh, his opinions on it uh, really, Scott, who did not only this movie but House of Gucci, that funny enough had Adam Driver in both films, and just talking about how millennials uh, didn't go see this movie because they're so glued to their phone that if it's not going to be sent straight to their phone, if it's not going to be on streaming, like you know we've seen from HBO Max, then it's not a movie's not going to do well, and that the age of cinema is just over. We're now into this this digital age to where. If your movie's not on streaming, no one's going to really watch it. While there are, that statement is flawed, it's, it has a little bit of truth to that. And I want to talk about that a little bit as we kind of go with this, after we kind of go through this whole entire movie and I talk about how I feel about it. But let's just go get started with just saying what is this movie about? And this movie is a, it's a period piece set in the medieval, medieval times in the 1300s. I would say in the 1370s uh, where it follows two knights, which one of them, well, two squires that one of them ends up becoming a knight. They're both played by Adam driver and Matt Damon. And it follows a story of Matt Damon's character, uh, the knight who finds out that his wife was actually raped by the squire that was played by Adam driver. And the crazy thing is, is that both the Both the knight and the squire were best friends. They fought in wars together. They drank together. They ate together. And now you come with this whole situation, plus other events that led up to it. It leads to this final, to this joust, this duel to the death to prove for Matt Damon's character to prove that his wife is telling the truth. And the story is definitely interesting. And the way how it's handled is interesting as well, and we're gonna get into that. But first, I want to go ahead and play a trailer of the last duel, so you guys can get a sense of what it's all about. And hey, man, I guess I can. I guess I told you this before, uh, early on the show. But I, I really like this film. But we're gonna go ahead and get into this trailer, and we'll go ahead and get a discussion regarding about it and what I liked about it right after this. <laughs> There is only one question that matters. Do you swear on your life... ...that what you say is true?
1: My father told me my life would be blessed with good fortune. judged and shamed by my country. I say before all of you, I
0: spoke the truth.
1: A most unspeakable charge has been brought against you. Jacques Legree entered our home, he attacked me. The accusation is false. The truth does not matter. There is only the power of men. This should be settled quietly.
0: I am innocent.
1: I request a duel to the death.
0: If you lose, your wife will suffer dire consequences.
1: One of us has lied. Let us let God decide. You do not believe me. I am risking my life for you. You are risking my life so you can save. Pride. The penalty for bearing false witness is that you are to be burned alive. I will not be silent.
0: That was the le- trailer for the last duel. Actually, to be specific, the official teaser for the last duel, which was fire as hell when I first watched it. Now I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get into the positives regarding this film because there are a lot of good things to say. And I'll just say this right now just become a just because a movie flops hard doesn't mean it's a bad film all the time. I know we hear about these films that cost so much money, they go out there, those will see big, big box office hits, but they end up not making the money they're supposed to make, they become big ass flops and in this film, it's one of those rare occasions because it didn't make the money it was supposed to make it cost a hundred million dollars, only made thirty million dollars in the box office, but the movie currently and I'm on Rotten Tomatoes right now it has a rating of an 86% of a fresh rating from the critics, and 81% from the audience score. And then if you, and people really like this film has a 7.4 on IMDb. So we're trying to figure out, okay, what, what happened? And like I said, we're going to get into that later on, but if there's anything I would have to say, one of the biggest things from this film that I really liked was the acting. The acting in this film was was superb. Uh, Matt Damon plays John de DeCur- uh, Corrigis and Adam Driver plays Jaquise Uh I hope I'm saying that right, but uh, both of these actors play these characters phenomenally. And like I said before, both of them start off as best friends. They've been best friends through fighting together and drinking together and eating together. And what you get here is just how that friendship devolves into. Kind of hatred for one another for certain things, and you see that devolve through an interesting story structure by dividing the entire movie to three chapters. But it's not just that; it divides the stories. It divides the movie up into three parts, where the first part is John's side of the side of the situation where he tells his story. You have Jaquise's side of the story, which is the second part. And then you get into Marguerite's side of the story, who's played by Jodie Comer, who also did a phenomenal job. And when you get into that first part, not only is the acting great, but you start to get surprised because the action is actually really good. You know, you would think that the action here wouldn't be too much, it would be okay, but you forget, really, Scott is directing this, and he directs action pretty well. And... You get into this first battle scene, and it's just like, oh damn! Blood is splat- splattering everywhere. Uh, you see some of the most brutal kills, you, brutal kills you'll see in this film, and you really just like that the brutality. And then it switches up to just kind of like more of the it's drama, the drama part of the film. And in this first part, we get John DeCricken, who's played by Matt Damon, and his whole thing is that hey i'm just a squire trying to become a knight i'm working hard as i can i don't have any money i'm going bankrupt i need to find a way to make some money he ends up you know fighting more battles and he really wants his friend jacques's help who's telling him you're broke as hell and it's like okay can you give me some help and it's like i can and he's also going through this whole opposition with you know the king of the land the the king that he serves under, who, funny enough, is played by Ben Affleck. He plays Count Pierre de la Son. And you already know this dude hates him. And it's funny to know that Ben Affleck just hates Matt Damon's character. And they're best friends in real life. I kept thinking about a Good Goodwill Hunting <laughs> whenever I just saw him together. Because that's one of my favorite films. And they're both my favorite characters in that. But you get this side of the story. And it paints the picture that John is... Just an everyday working guy who happens to meet this wonderful woman, uh, Marguerite, uh, by taking over this guy's land or something. And it, you know, around this time, women are considered property. So he kind of just says, "I'm gonna take her, and, you know, be my wife and everything." He fights in these wars, and then it gets into this point to where you've got this, you got this—you kind of see the devolving of the of the relationship between him and Jacque's his, his friend, which. In this part of the story, you see him as this really big asshole. Pause. (laughs) Pause. That didn't come out. You really see him as, he's just an asshole, okay? He's just a dick. And he's doing that real slimy shit behind John's back that is just like, if you were John and your friend was doing that, you would be upset too. So you get that. And then later on in the film... You get this portion to where you finally get into his wife, Marguerite, who says, hey, uh rape me. And then we get to the point, oh, shit. Oh, what just happened? I think that was my microphone. Oh, my God. Sorry, guys. I think my mic, yeah, that was my whole setup. Hold on. I'm going to do something right here. Hold on. I'll be right back. You know what I'm going to do? Play on some music while we get to this point. We'll be right back after we fix some stuff. This is so weird. Play this right now. Then. Are we getting better? Yeah, we're getting we 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 got back. I don't know what that the whole thing just fell. It was so weird, but Jesus Christ, that was weird. Uh, like the whole stand just fell, and I'm over here just I just had to unhook it, and now I'm just holding the microphone up to my hand. Well, to my face, really. Why the fuck I hold it up to my hand? I'm holding it with my hand, dumbass. But <laughs> now let's get back into it. Um, you get this part of the story with. John who's played by Matt Damon and You get to this point To where he's just like look man You defiled my wife You fucked up my pride Uh, Not there's also this point Where he's also suing not only John but the king Because of some uh, Land disputes and you're just Like man fuck You fuck this guy And then when he tries to Press charges in medieval times You just go up I'm going to press his charges with the church and he spreads the word. Uh, and when that gets rejected by the king, because the king doesn't believe that uh, his wife was raped, uh, you get to a point to where he says, I'm going to file a p- appeal. I'm going to go to Paris and I am going to file an appeal with the king of Paris. And that is when you get the end of that story. And then you get to that second point on with, uh, Jacques, where he starts talking you know you start seeing his side of the story and you kind of see what influences him and what helps devolve this relationship and I you get that later on with the third part which we'll get into that and what I really like from this film is that it takes this risk of splitting everything into three parts it kind of takes the story structure in a different way because you would think that you just combine all of these structures you combine all three of these parts and you would just get the entirety of the film to where you're just like, okay, we're seeing multiple storylines. We're seeing how these characters move. But I feel like splitting into three parts made everything more or less interesting because there are so many things that are taken out and you're just like, damn, like I really want to see that. And then when you get to a different part where it's Jacques and Marguerite and it fills in those holes, it's like, okay, it kind of just, it, it, it's kind of like a puzzle. Like each, it's kind of like a puzzle. It's like every part of the film, when you get to one part, you still have a lot of pieces left, and then you you f- you suddenly start finishing up the puzzle once you get to part by part, and I think that was really dope from it. It's a big risk because the movie is like two hours and 30 minutes, so you don't know if you're going to hang with it. There are times where I have to pause and just kind of leave and take a break, but... Throughout the film, I was more and more interested because it keeps bringing in these points and these subtle changes that you start to realize like, yeah, this is really just an interpretation of what this character thought or what this character thought. So when we get into Jacquees' story, we finally get to see the rape with Marguerite. And Marguerite, he sees her as kind of like another play thing like another conquest because in this entire, in this entire second part, Jaquise is hanging around with Ben Affleck's character, the King, King Pierre. And they're just fucking around having sex with women, menage a trois, all of that stuff. And you kind of just see how he just becomes a dick towards his friend and how he's just like, I'm just going to go ahead and rape your wife. Cause he has this blind sense of, of uh, infatuation. He thinks that he's in love and he thinks that she's in love with him too. And it's just like, I-, I can't hold it anymore. I must have you. And when you get to his part, and this is the cool thing, when you get to his part, you see the rape and you see it in, and you go through in his, in his thoughts and his mind. And he thinks that this it's like, well, she enjoyed it. So it's not really rape. They even talk about it in that, in the later part too. But then when you see it in Marguerite's version, it's like it's hard to watch and it's crazy which not to say that the uh, jacquesis version was hard to watch that was too but margaret where it shows like the reality the truth it's just like damn that's just no i you you're right there you just want to pause you're like damn i feel that bad for for that woman especially when you go out through this entire entire part that third part and then just way how they just fill in the holes of everything. And it just kind of shows you like the actual truth, which is with Marguerite's part of the story. That's when it's just like things get really interesting. You start having these discussions and it's just like, wow, like you're thoroughly entertained through it. So besides the acting and besides the action and besides the storytelling they take from here, I think one of the biggest things from this film that I can praise on. is just the conversations that it starts because, you know, it kind of starts on some things regarding, you know, rape victims. Like this whole film is an allegory to, you know, what rape victims go through or like the stories of rape victims and just how, you know, a lot of people when it happens, they don't want to believe the victim nowadays because it's more like, it, I won't say everybody. Let me let me try to tread lightly here because I want to say the right thing. What we see here a lot of times is that a person gets raped, all right, and then there's a huge group of deniers. And what you see in a lot of men who are who have a lot of who upheld a lot of toxic masculinity values, they want to go ahead and deny, 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 including the person, the guy who's getting accused. And this movie kind of goes through this entire story of what it's like to be in that situation, except you're in the 1300s. And for Marguerite, it's much worse because she gets raped. She does her best not to tell people until she tells her husband. And then you see all the bullshit that happens when you're a woman in the 1300s. And it's just one big fucking crazy thing to go through as the watcher. And... You kinda of think about it with today like today, and it's just like it's eerily similar, to be honest with you, man, and it's crazy. But that's the whole big thing that you start to have a conversation regarding each character, including uh Matt Damon's character, John, who when you get to part three, Marguerite's version of the story, it's more of less like just shows that like he thinks he's a humble knight trying to do best for his wife and his kingdom. But in reality, he's as bad as Jacques is too, except he just doesn't rape women. But we don't know that because they never talk about it. So that's, that's where it's just like, wow, like the way they were able to s- separate these stories and to make it seem like everybody was their perfect, both of these guys were telling perfect versions of each other, uh, of one another and saying, here's my side. And then when you get to the truth and it, Marguerite says, yeah, this guy's an asshole. This guy's an asshole. It's just like, Wow. It creates a conversation And that's what I really liked From these This film If there is anything to talk about In terms of What I didn't like What I didn't really enjoy um, I would just say two things One was the runtime. Like I said before, two hours and 30 minutes kind of go into the story structure. It's a risk because you'll, you're kind of left to just feeling a little bored because the pacing here kind of goes off at times because it can get really, really slow and things just kind of happen. And it's like at one point you have a really cool action beat, but then it just goes off and it's like, eh, you know, we're just back to just having these conversations and, you don't get really too interested in it all, all, all too well. Um, when you get to certain parts, it's like you kind of want everything to hurry up and speed up because you've already seen this scene. And I think that's the big risk with how really Scott took this direction in terms of just uh, the storytelling here. The second thing I really didn't like, well, I won't say it was the best, was just its met, its message really that it was trying to do, because in the trailer, when I saw it, they were trying to say, "How does this one woman change a kingdom? How does this one woman change a moment?" And in that, you don't really get that. You really just get a woman who is trying to tell her side of the story. No one really believes her, and then it's all resolved through a fight of the, uh, you know, a, a fight to the death, and that's it. I, I don't think there shows anything where she actually changes the world. And I feel like the message they were trying to bring in that she's like, she's the key to everything. She's the real hero. It's just like, eh, not going to say it was terrible. Not going to say it was bad, but it could have been executed a little bit better. Um, But besides that, man, I mean, I don't have too much bad things to say. I mean, this was a really good film that I feel like it. It is kind of unfair that it didn't get the recognition and the money that it deserved. And it's kind of like the Suicide Squad where it's a great film, great direction, great cinematography, great acting, a really cool story and cool twist. But the problem is, is that it doesn't make the money it should have made uh, through numerous reasons. And, And that's what I'm going to go in right now for a little bit. Uh, one of the biggest reasons that we can just say right off the bat is just that this film came out during a worldwide pandemic, and for a lot of films that came out, excluding some, uh, looking at you, Spider Man, uh, they they did it did not make the return it needed. Those movies did not make the return it needed to make. Again, this movie had a budget of one hundred million dollars, and it only came back with thirty million dollars worldwide in the box office, and it's just troubling to know that. Films like this aren't making the money they, they're, they are supposed to make, but that's what it is in a pandemic. Um, the second biggest thing is that a lot of people are pointing fingers to the advertising and the marketing. And I would have to say, I agree a little bit because you get to see the teaser trailer. You get to see the official trailer. I saw some commercials for this film a little bit, but I don't think there was too much big marketing before the movie that created all this hype. And, You know, I won't say it's one of the biggest reasons, but it's a it's a reason nonetheless, because the next thing I'm going to say is is going to be a little bit what it is. And I think the third biggest thing for this film, why it just didn't make the money is that it I I hate to say it, but it just wasn't a superhero film. And and I'm gonna explain myself. I'm going to explain myself on this one. I think Ben Ben Affleck made a quote a couple of days ago about how what he sees the future of cinema and how we're going to see movie theater, movies that come out in cinema are going to like be these big ass events where you're going to see like these nostalgia bait films, these superhero films, big event films if you if you if you can say. And I think this is an example of that because you get a film like this, The Last Duel, where a lot of passion is put into it. It's a, it's kind of like a it, it's a it's not really a big name film. It's an original story. And what it is, is that no one, not a lot of people are going to be interested to go see it unless. You really like movies. You like the you like movies based on of medieval times or, you know, you you, you genuinely are a hardcore cinephile. And I think what it is, is that there are just certain films now that are going to attract more of a box office than other films like that. And I guess it kind of is what really Scott is trying to say, but it's more or less just what Ben Affleck said a couple of days ago, which I thought it really related to this film. And, and by the way, I'll just talk about Ben Affleck in this film. Ben Affleck was an underrated actor. Some people are trying to say that he deserves a supporting actor award or a nomination. I don't think it's that level, but I think it was really, really good. So I'll say that right now. I'm telling you, man. The acting in this movie was was phenomenal, man. Like, um, oh my god! Like, besides Matt Damon, Adam Driver, and Jodie Comer and Ben Affleck, you had a uh, Claire Dunn who plays Celia, uh, the mother of uh, John de Corregas, who just knocked it out of the park and just plays one pivotal scene with um, Marguerite, and I would say that that scene was pretty powerful. I really like that. But, I mean, besides that, man, even though this movie doesn't get the the money it deserves, it does get that recognition. And I think that more people are going to recognize this as a great film now that it's on HBO Max and more people can watch it from the comfort of their own home. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and give this movie an 8 out of 10. This is a really good film from 2021. That I think that it really has a chance to creating some buzz since it's on streaming. Do I think it wins any awards? I don't think so. Maybe costume design? I, I, I don't think so. But I think it's one of those underrated films of 2021 that I think you should really give a watch. Because it's that good. And it really does tell a message. Even if the message isn't that strong. But I digress. Yeah, sorry, so sorry to have that interruption right there with the microphone. I don't know what the fuck happened. But I'll tell you what, we're going to get into our discussion with the first two episodes of Euphoria Season 2. And we're going to go ahead and get ready to get everything set up for that and get this microphone together after we play a song from Season 2 that I absolutely loved. And I think for anybody who watches Euphoria, you'll you'll figure this song out. Because it, it was fucking dope when it came out. I was trying to find a song for tonight's episode, but I couldn't find it at all because the episode just came out. So I'll just have to figure that out. But here it is, guys. It's Mount Everest uh, from Labyrinth. Uh, for every, any of you guys who are listening to the recorded episodes here on all the other platforms besides Station Head. Again, download Station Head and listen to the live episodes. Or if you just want to listen to the episodes just with copyrighted music go ahead and download it man just look up the midnight drop but until then we'll be right back with our discussion of euphoria right after this together, if you're still on Station Head, you're probably listening to that good music Mount Everest by Labyrinth, played by one of the best shows right now on TV that has just had its second episode right now, let's go ahead and get this up, it just had its second episode tonight, which I had a ball watching it, and I wanted to go ahead and spend some time and actually start talking about this show that I think is getting so much love and it deserves it. And when I first watched it, I absolutely fucking loved it. But it's called Euphoria. If you don't know what Euphoria is, first of all, what the hell are you doing here? You, you need to get your shit together. But second of all, Euphoria um, is a show which, if I can describe it, A24's take on Degrassi in which it has better cinematography, better story, crazy dark moments and acting that makes you look at everybody and say, you have a wonderful future. And it's, and when you look at it, sometimes you want to say, this is written, this is acted, written, directed, produced and curated by Zendaya, which kind of has that feel, honestly, because this show is kind of like a passion project for her. And this really put her at a higher level than what she already was. And that's pretty awesome. But actually, the show is directed by Sam Levinson. Uh, Zendaya does a lot of work with the show. And it follows the adventures of a high schooler named Rue, who is a drug addict and follows her adventures through high school as she meets uh, Jules, who is a transgender uh, student that goes to the same school as Rue, They start developing a relationship with all these other characters uh, that you meet over time uh, throughout season one and two. It starts to fill in this bigger overarching story and also character arcs that make you just really interested in in just what these characters have to do and how they grow and how the story uh, evolve over time. And to give you a little background, season one was really good it won a good amount of awards Zendaya had a lot of recognition including the actors and actresses here that did it and if we actually look up what this show ended up doing right now it has an 86% Rotten Tomato score from the critics and a 90% from the audience and when you look at season one it did have an 80% but this show got a lot of recognition for what it was. Um, it had two specials, which, let's just be real, uh, were freaking awesome. They came out during the pandemic. And the first one was Trouble Do- Don't All Last Always. And the second one, Fuck Anyone Who's Not a Sea Blob. And they're pretty much just kind of like short stories that happened right after season one. It gives us a taste of what to expect from season two. And. Season two started off with a bang, man. You know, the first episode was really just awesome and did a lot of things that people wanted to see and more. And season two, uh, no, not season two, season two, epi- well, I just said it again, Jesus. Episode two ended up doing a whole lot of good shit Uh, that... You know, it's progressing the story, and it's just making everything so, so good. But like we did with the last duel, we're going to go ahead and play a trailer of season two so you guys can get a feel of what it's all about. And we'll be right back with our discussion. Oh, shit, wait a minute. I thought I was playing it on my computer. It's actually on my phone. I don't not not know, know why I was doing that for. See what happens when you don't have your shit together, my guys. We've already got too many things happening on this show, and it's just getting ridiculous. Here we go. This is not
1: easy.
0: but I'm very proud of each and every one of you for trying to take this on because it's no future in addiction
1: when I first met her, I was just immediately in love. Rue? How you doing? You know as soon as I saw her, I was just immediately afraid to lose her. When would you relapse? So, Rue, the $64,000 question is, What's in the suitcase? There's a difference between what you think you should want and what you actually want. i your new favorite person. <laughs> I feel like I would look so sexy pregnant. Maddie, please do not get pregnant. Wait, why do you look like that? Like what? Like a country music star. In a good way or a bad way. Bitch, you better be joking. I came up with an amazing plan. And what would that be, Ruth? So are you all ready to do some business? Why can't I shake the feeling that there's something you're not telling me? You're like a relationship kind of girl, right? You guys can all judge me if you want, but I do not care. I have never, ever been happier. Oh, y'all, let's get naked right now. (laughs) I've always been with you from before you were born.
0: Tell me anything And there we go With our trailer Of season 2 But yeah man That's a good sense Just Like again It's A24 Doing the grassy So just better And more artful And more explicit So yeah That's what it really is And Man I mean If I have to get a quick a quick reaction to just how I've been feeling with the first two episodes. I've been loving it. Just what they're doing. Now, there are some things that I definitely have some concerns with, which is how we keep, keep going the series. But euphoria season two has so far lived up to the hype that it was excreting throughout the last year or so. And man, it's just, Episode one, it just takes a really crazy turn. Like in the beginning of the episode, episode one, mind you, to be specific, we're given finally the backstory of Fez's life. And if you don't know Fez, Fez is the local drug dealer who has his brother, Ashtray, who takes care of his grand, you know, takes care of his grandma. And he is ended up becoming uh, the supplier for Rue throughout the entirety of the series. And he is a fan favorite. He is fucking awesome. In season one, we were left with this massive cliffhanger. If he had died or if he shot this other drug dealer, and we're finally given the answer to that. And we get this big backstory of like how he became to be and just what's up with his grandmother. And it's so awesome, including with the music associated with it, which this series has a great soundtrack. And just what we're left with in this, in this show, in this beginning is just nothing short of just fire. Including how the whole opening ends with what you see, what happened at the end of season one, and that cliffhanger is finally resolved. And you're just like, wow, that you couldn't have done this any better. Because one of the things that I always get, af- I always notice or get afraid with is that in shows that really hype up the the opening. Or how it starts out. It just isn't that good. Like I remember doing this with Insecure. And just season 5. Which was his last season. And just how that show opened up. I really didn't think it was the best. And this one I'm just like. This hit the. This hit this this got the ground. It, it hit the ground running. And it was just so good. And. You're just sitting there just like, I want to keep going. I want to see where this this leads up. And, and you're just back with this huge, crazy situation that, that just leaves you worried and anxious. And it's so tense. Uh, Basically, you're just having a drug deal with Rue, Fez, ashtray and all these other characters. And I won't go into it too much because there are big spoilers with it. But just how they handle that, it's just fucking amazing, man. Uh, I know I'm raving about it crazy and i know but i'm i'm being serious man it's it's ridiculous and it's awesome um let me just say this zendaya zendaya's uh role as rue is awesome i think a lot of people praised her performance on season one uh for just being real and for just giving a good depiction of what it's like to be a drug addict especially a teenage drug addict what is just ridiculous man but it happens And season two, she continues with that, with just all of her problems, her toxic traits, but just also understanding her as a person. And just this entire episode, you're kind of following up to what she's dealing with with Jules and just, you know, what's up with her and how she can be the best person she can be to Jules because Jules doesn't doesn't want her to do drugs anymore and wants her to be clean so that they can be together forever and ever and that shit. And I just think going back to her with these first two episodes and dealing with that dilemma, it's really cool. And you're sitting there just, man, man, I don't, I really don't want you to fuck up and make a really bad decision like you did in season one. And that's what you're really thinking with this entire cast of characters. You know, this season, they really are focusing on certain characters like Cassie, who last year was really underrated, who was really cool that went through this huge, you know, big situation with her boyfriend last season is now going through this season, kind of revol- resolving some of those issues, including, you know, her childhood past. And just seeing the focus they're putting on her from day one on episode one and later on with episode two, it's really cool. And you start getting really worried like you did with a lot of other characters in season one. And, man, she, you... <laughs> you You wanna get mad But you can't get mad That much Because you're just like These are Normal Behaviors For a high schooler Or are they I don't know It feels like it But Man the shit That they pull off here Including this one sequence Of events with her And Nate Is That is also tense But that is hilarious With how it ends And how just Everything goes forward But You know Besides you know, Cassie, you also have Nate, who was sort of our antagonist, who no, not a lot of people liked, but people can understand and sympathize at one point felt really bad. Um, again, don't want to give out too many spoilers. I'm gonna need you to watch this show. But with just the whole point of what they do here with... Nate and his dilemma with Maddie who was his girlfriend last season and how he gets together with Cassie and as that relationship is starting to brew that's going to be one big old fucked up thing that happens here throughout season two and an episode two kind of you know goes more into that with just talking more about Nate his relationship with his dad what he sees in Cassie what he sees in Maddie and just what does he want to do and it just continues the demented uh story of just how this boy needs mental help this this boy definitely needs some help because his mental health is so fucked um one of the things that i'll say with other characters is that they're given more scream time and i think the one that's going to be a a really important character in this season is lexi who's the sister of cassie and really one of I guess you can say best friends of Rue, but not really like she's only there for Rue is only there for her when she needs something from her. And that's said in the first couple episodes of season one, but right here in season two, it seems like Lexi is going to be, uh, put up to be in these really key high stakes situations, including going through her character because we see her a lot in season one, but we don't see her going through a lot of bullshit and a lot of craziness like we do with all the other characters. And in this one, it seems like she's finally going to take a stance for herself. She's going to stand up for herself. She's going to be more aggressive. And we definitely see that in season two, where she starts making this whole relationship with Fez and, you know, people on social media are trying to say they want to be a relationship. Uh, It's starting to look like that. (laughs) I, I don't know if I wanted that, but it's starting to look like that. But as a Lexi fan, I don't want her to get into this shit because sometimes staying in your lane and staying in your business really helps out a lot. And right now, look, it looks like she's going to be a lot of bullshit, which is not going to be good for her. I, I can I trust me on that. It is not going to be good for her at all. But, you know, I just like how season two is starting to really just focus on a lot of these characters that we want to know more about and that's what a second season of a of critically acclaimed show should be it should really say let's listen to these fans let's evolve more into these stories that we already have and let's explore more with characters and stories that people got a glimpse of in season one and said let's keep focusing on that because that's what it really should be and how to utilize that screen t- that run time that runtime like an hour you know the first episode was about an hour the second episode is about 55 minutes. Just how to utilize all that time is really good. And it really does feel like a short story or like a short film and just how a 24 does it with its style. It's, it's awesome, man. Like I will say this right now, this cinematography is the best that I've seen in a TV show in a minute because it has its own style. Um, it, it has the a 24 look and it, gets creative with how they want to get stuff going and a direction here by Sam Levinson is really cool. And just the music choices is nice too. You heard me just play Labyrinth uh by you just heard me play Labyrinth and you know that uh Mount Everest and I need to find other stuff, but really just how to use the music to tell the story or progress the story, that's good storytelling. And that's just really good production by zendaya and sam levinson um but with all this praise i'm giving, i need to go ahead and get into some things that i you know have some i have some problems with no number one is just i'm afraid that the show really is gonna go crazy into getting just really edgy and just really explicit with just what it is like Season one, one of the biggest criticisms that I saw was that it's just, it's just too dark at times. And that it just makes it really hard to watch. And in season one, sometimes it's like that, but now it's gotten more into just, they just show a lot of dicks. And it's great because it's like in <laughs> episode one, they have a lot of nudity scenes where you see all of that. And it starts to get really annoying because, yeah, we know this is a, this is a grown up show, but when you think about it, just the high schoolers and just who they are is it does start to get a little uncomfortable and I don't want them to just rely on that a whole lot. And it's just, we, we don't need that all the time. And it's kind of like how I felt with that movie Zola that came out last summer, man. It, it just, that movie, my biggest thing was that, it's just a lot. The nudity was there and it's okay at some times, but it just did it so much that it just got hard to look at. And you're just like, I don't want to see this. I don't know what A24's fixation and dicks and sex, but it is what it is. And it's it's an art form, but I just don't want them to over rely on that. I don't want them to. I also um, feel like I don't I, I don't want them to um, to overcomplicate things. Or and and then one thing with it is that I don't want the story to just be a whole bunch of flashbacks and you know, just going to one thing to where we're going so crazy into one person's story into this one sequence of event sequence of events that we just end up forgetting about the main story and progressing it. And that's something I saw in season two or season two, episode two where we go into the bathroom scene, but we spend about 10 minutes going to all these different flashbacks and these different montages. And it's just like, we got to progress the story. We got to keep it. We got to get it going, which, you know, I don't think it's a major problem, but it's something to look out for. But man, I think this is the part of the discussion where I want to kind of go into a little bit of spoilers because I want to talk about some of the big things about this, about this season that I'm, I'm really interested and one of the biggest things is just what happens at the end of episode one, where just Fed Fez just beats the shit out of Nate. And if you don't know, it's because Fez, you know, last season figures out what happens with Jules, figures out what happens with Rue, what's Nate's doing to people. And he just said, you need to leave these people alone. I'm a beat your ass. And Nate just kind of like, Nate just kind of, Oh he just he, he, he just threatens that man It's just like God damn dude Why'd you gotta do all that But I'm gonna pull up <laughs> This whole scene Because It's crazy to look at man It's It's ridiculous And Fuck it, it sets the tone For what we're gonna do With this entire show And This entire season And what happens man So Let's go ahead and get into that Why are you always doing that shit
1: What I don't know, like doubting oh, yourself and shit. Again. Oh, I oh don't know. Do I do that? Yeah, kinda. Yo, can I like get your phone up? <coughs> yeah. You make any New Year's resolution? No. You? <laughs> That's you. <laughs> the last time we talked, didn't you say you wanted to kill me? Yeah. You know. New Year, playboy.
0: Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Oh, my Oh, Jesus Christ. Come on guys Come on Jesus Christ That's the end of, of episode one And just with how it goes Just how surprising it takes It's like You, you know it's gonna happen But when it happens You're like damn That really happened <laughs> And it, it sets the tone For this entire season And you're just like Wow that, That's great writing And great action acting from these other people who play you know Fez and Nate and everything and it's awesome Fez in here Jesus Christ like you love to see it and it's one of those things that I'm just really excited for Uh, but with episode two man just some of these tense moments and what they do it's just it man there's one moment where you see Fez is being confronted by Nate's dad because Nate is trying to get to the bottom of this and trying to figure out who beat up his son, not just because it's just his son, but because it's his pride in the and a family name because Nate's family is, is fucking weird, but own it own has so much power and own so many things around the city that it's just crazy. And, when you know that Nate got his ass beat by fans, you're just scared because it's not only Nate, because he does some crazy shit in season one, but you, you, you just know that his dad is just going to do something crazy. And, and his dad is ridiculous too. I, mean, I, I could spend a whole hour talking to his dad and how I feel about him, but just what he does is crazy. And there's a scene where like you, you have him go to the stat gas station and he has a gun in his jacket pocket And he just leaves it there and it looks like he's about to shoot the place up. And then you have Lexi comes in at the same time. And then you have Fez, Ashtray, his little brother, who's a badass. And then this other character named uh, Faye, which I'm actually going to go ahead and say right now, that's another big con. I don't like her at all. I don't like her character. I don't like what she does. I feel like she's fucking filler and she needs to go. But that's besides the point. Um, Just what they do here with this entire sequence uh, it's tense. It's crazy, and just what leads up into that later on, and what what follows that is just mm, you you have no word. You just have no words, and you're you're left with this whole big thriller aspect where you don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, you have other stories that revolve from you know that follow from season one, and yeah, man. It's crazy. But um, those are some spoilers I wanted to put out. Also, there's another character, Ethan, who, you know, I'm just going to be honest. As a new character, I really like him. Just what his story is all about. Um, just his relationship with him and Rue and just how they, they bring out the worst in each other. Uh, that's something to where I'm really looking at closely. He doesn't really seem annoying. He's someone who's kind of relatable and... Yeah, man. Uh, actually, it's not Ethan. It's Elliot. Ethan's the guy who dates Kate. I'll get that one. Here's the one with Elliot.
1: Oh shit! Sorry. What were you snorting? I wasn't. I wasn't snorting anything. Yeah, you were. No, I'm fixing this washing machine. Actually. I work for uh, Whirlpool. And, uh, you see it; it's all messed up. So, I'm just... if you tell me what drugs you're doing, I'll tell you what drugs I'm doing. Yeah, okay, deal.
0: Do? Tight. And that's how—that's their whole relationship in a nutshell. But. Yeah, just what they do with him in in episode one, and 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 later on tonight with episode two. It's just, um, I really like it. It's interesting, and yeah, man, it it it's really cool, man. I I, I don't I can't wait to see what they do with Elliot. Uh, explore his story um, besides just him making money based off of making music for stems, and um, I just want to see where it goes. Uh, and just how it brings out this jealous side of Jules that we didn't see in the last episode in the last season, um, that's going to be really interesting to see. If, if there's anything else, uh, there's a whole scene with Kate where influence. Well, there's two scenes. There's one scene to where a whole game of Game of Thrones reference happens, and a Dothraki comes in, kills Ethan, her boyfriend, and, and has sex with her, which. We got into another dick thing And that was annoying But The second one was where they get all of these different Influences to come in And it's just like you need to love yourself You need to love yourself Because the whole thing about Kate is that she does not love herself She thinks she's fucking repulsive And We get to a point to where it's just It's funny But at the same time it It's real shit It's, it's really real shit Because we live in a world now to where Everyone is going through therapy. Everyone's, you know, being an influencer. They're trying to give self-help advice. And it's just like it, it becomes so much that it becomes so saturated and, and overcrowding. And it can get, really get to you, man. And I guess seeing that whole sequence, I wish I could pull it up. It For Kate, it's it's more interesting, which is how she was in the first season where she's trying to find an identity by being somebody she's not. And how that's resolved, they they go into it to the next stage where it's like, okay, you got someone who loves you for being you, but is that really enough? And that 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 is interesting, man. That is real interesting. But no, man, I'm I'm excited for see, for episode three, man. I'm excited for this season, what it has in store. We got a total of eight episodes, I believe. I'll double check. We got a. I, I'm excited for what they're gonna do here and. How it's going to get done. Um, Damn, I just put in cast. And just all the other stories I got going on. I still have like some worries here and there, but I think they got it. I think they got it. I think they'll do fine. Uh, Do I think it'll be better than season one? I think it's as good as season one. I don't think it's better, but we'll just have to see. Oh, uh, let's go here at episode list so we can see what they have going on. Because I want to see what this list of episodes have. Because all I'm seeing is four. And it's just like, there's no fucking way there's just four episodes. If you just have four episodes. Yeah, that's 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 not happening, fam. Yeah, eight episodes as before. So there's eight episodes in this entire season. And we're going to go ahead and have a good time with that. Actually, I want to see what's up with just the viewership here. Huh, the viewership in season two wasn't as big. Well, that's just because it's streaming. So I will say that. Um, But nah, man, that's my discussion slash review of the first two episodes of season two and just euphoria in general. Uh, This is a great show. I highly recommend that you go ahead and watch this on HBO Max or if you feel like dropping that. Dropping that money or whatever you you need, uh, go ahead and just get it on VOD, man. I-, I will not, I, I, I can't, I can't emphasize enough how much I recommend this series. But with that being said, we're gonna go ahead and go off to another commercial break, play amazing by Kanye West and some good old music here from the Roadcaster, and we're gonna go into our next topic, which is gonna be like a chill moment. Where I kind of just get into some cool stuff that I want to get into. But this is The Midnight Drop. Thanks so much for coming in. If you want to listen to some good copyrighted music, go ahead and download Station Head. Get that good, sweet, sweet copyrighted music. But until then, this is Jordan Malone. Be right back in a couple minutes after this commercial break. Peace. Get into this Last topic of our day As we kind of just start chilling for a bit I kind of want to just get intimate with you guys Not too intimate because you know I don't need all that <laughs> But no nah, I just kind of get kind of close with you guys And everything and just talk about some things uh, I kind of want to Just get off a of topic real quick Of just movies and TV show reviews And just talk about something That I've been thinking about for a minute And that is actually just podcasting in general man um so i want i'm gonna do an instagram post about this and and see what's up with that but um i've been thinking about a lot with just how i've been doing podcasting and balancing my life and just what it is and i'll just say right now like podcasting is just really hard but it's exciting nonetheless like I've done this for about a year and a half now. You know, I started this in 2020. I've really went hard after I realized that there's something that I can really do here. And there are stuff that I can really talk about. And it's just time after time I've done like, I've done two hiatuses now. And time after time, I realized that I feel like I learned one thing and there are five other things I need to keep learning. And You know put some cool jazz music in the background you know there's nothing wrong with that it's just it's just this whole cycle to where I'm just learning more and more podcasting and you know I've had some people ask me that like you know how is how is it you know podcasting how is it doing your job right here and there how is it uh, getting stuff together And I just say like it's it's challenging It's easy to get into Like just to start out and just get something out there But To, prog- to the progress to where I'm at right now It's it's pretty hard It's pretty challenging Is it impossible? Hell no But it's something to where it's just like I try to do my best uh, As much as I can man It just is what it is Um, You know I started off as self-help but realized that I didn't need to do that because I need help myself, and I wanted to actually talk about things that I thought were cool instead of just try to think every day what can I talk about. I actually wanted to kind of put a whole lot of thought into it, and um, you know, at first I thought it was going to be like these discussions regarding like political politics and political conversations and you know societal issues social issues um geez i'm trying to think i'm gonna talk about sports uh life in general and i was just like i could talk about that again like once a week or once a month with other people so it can be a whole group conversation and not just me talking in this echo chamber but you know i really wanted to go Into what I want to do And I've had to realize so many things down the road And it's just I can go ahead and take this time To like give you guys, my audience My listeners a bit of advice When it comes down to making a podcast Or if you do have a podcast And what you can do to kind of like keep it going One of the things that I've learned That I really took to heart Is just stay really consistent You know Sometimes you're going to feel like doing this podcast is just nothing but bullshit because you're not getting as many numbers as you thought you would and you're not getting the best outcomes and i've definitely been on that end of the stick i'm ha- I'm actually still there right now to be honest with you like you would think that after a year and a half i would be getting a whole lot like no remember i took two hiatuses because i decided I have to focus on other things that are important, but I just stopped doing it because I still got afraid of failure. And I was just like, no, I have to keep going because consistency is key. And if you show people that you're serious about it, they will tune in and listen and everything. It just takes time. So be consistent. Keep doing what you are doing. Be patient. You know, you're, you're going to be at the bottom at, at this point, but you're going to keep going. And that's all that matters, man. Just keep going. And if I can get to the next thing, be organized, be organized in what you do there. I can't tell you how many times where I wanted to figure out what I want to talk about on my show and I just didn't have an itinerary or I didn't have at least have a thought of what I want to do. I thought I would just say things and just be like, okay, here, here's what I'm going to do and here's how I'm going to do it. And I would have no thought or no structure to it at all. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do With everything else that I had in my toolbox Like my website Like my Instagram page All the other platforms How do I advertise And I wish wasn't organized And that's something that you really have to do If you want to take this seriously Be organized As long as you're organized And you know what the hell you're doing You're going to be successful over time And that goes into the other bit of advice I just said Be patient And you know Be consistent Because you know you, you always want to go to your job Or whatever you do It's kind of like if you're a basketball player or a football player You want to be organized You want to know what you're doing You want to be prepared Don't just go in there willy nilly Because you're not Tom Brady You're not Aaron Rodgers <laughs> You're fucking <laughs> what was it? You're fucking Jared cough You gotta be prepared for shit You gotta know what you're doing man You're still starting from the bottom man. Um if yeah, there's another one, is this utilize your resources? You know, I actually tried um, this app that uh, I used my profile to promote my podcast, and I've gotten a good amount of people to come back and start listening to it, listen, following my Instagram page, and all of that. And people actually come on, and you know, I'm really excited about that because I've never done this before, and it was a huge risk. And I'm actually going to start taking other risk just to get people on because. It's so crazy to actually start doing something like this and it and it's working. And you have to extend your reach because if you say I'm not going to do this and you start getting afraid, then what's the point? And there are so many things you're missing out if you don't promote your shit. Shit, if you got to promote your podcast on Tinder, whenever you meet somebody, go ahead. It'll happen. It is what it is. Um, if there's anything else I can say, make everything chill, man. You know, at one point you are going to have to be professional, but make everything chill. Make everything to where you're just doing what you're doing, man. Have fun with it. Don't get so serious. If you want to just hop on the microphone and just talk, you know, again, be organized, but just have a good time with it. You did podcast for a reason. You did it to have fun, to say what you want to say. You know, if you're coming onto the microphone and you're just getting if you're just angry, if your attitude's fucked up, you don't need to be doing it. Point blank period. Have fun with it. That's why I invite people. That's why I try to bring them in, we have good conversations. You know, that's it is what it is like that, man. It's fire. Have fun what you're doing. Because if you're not having fun, then there's no point in you doing it. If I can think of anything else. Go for go, go for gold man I think that's that, that, That's the last thing I'll say go for gold And I'm just going to say this With a disclaimer I'm not trying to trash anybody Else's podcast but There are too many times Where I've seen people Say all you need to do with a podcast Is just pick up a microphone and say Boom here you go And while that is the case you can just pick up a microphone And just do that You can start it off but if you want to go serious, if you have a vision, go for it. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't do this because you won't have the money or what's the point or how are you going to learn this? Do it. And this is a quote from a book that I've been reading. Um, There's a book. There's a quote from a book that I've been reading for a bit called Life, I swear. And one of the quotes says it's one thing. It's one thing to be vocal about something but if you're vocal about something and you actually execute it it takes like like being vocal about something is one thing but being vocal but also executing it takes a dazzle or a drizzle whatever it is a drizzle of madness and a ton of and a ton of determination and commitment and if you have a vision for whatever you do, a podcast or a YouTube channel, and you want to go after it, do it. It's right there, man. If you got to save up money, save up money. If you got to learn how to use a video editing software, learn it. If you got to learn how to use a roadcaster, do it. If you got to reach out to people, do it. If you want to try to get a certain angle, do it. Just do it. Sponsored by Nike. <laughs> nah, let me go ahead and shut the fuck up. Yeah, because I'm I'm being cringy as fuck But yeah, man I just wanted to take the time and talk about that Because I feel like I talk about movie and TV shows Reviews a lot around here And I want to go ahead and be Just a little bit honest about myself Because that's how it is, man That's really how it is But I think that's going to be what it, it is today Because that is the end of our episode Actually, no We're not going to end the episode on that one I actually want to go ahead and watch a movie review. A good movie review because this is another A24 classic that came out four days ago. Uh, The trailer came out. It's called X. And I actually kind of want to give a good look at it. It's a horror film. And it's one of those big films that, it's one of those big A24 films that are coming out this year that it's going to be real crazy, real interesting, real creepy, horror-like and everything. And one of the Biggest uh I guess interesting parts of it besides its plot, it's also um it's about a porn about a couple porn stars and, and they're trying to make an amateur uh amateur film, whatever. And also kid Cuddy's in the film, so that's kind of interesting. So before we end the show, I want to go ahead and give this trailer a look. So this is the trailer for X, and I'm going on my computer, I don't know why. But this is the trailer for X from A24. And we will be right back with my thoughts on it.
1: The- Farmer's daughter, take one. I need to be famous, Wayne. All the best people are. There ain't nobody else out there like you. You know why? I think you got that X Factor. That day's a struggling may soon be over. Hollywood, here we come. So this is it, our own studio backlot. are looking for a place to stay. Oh yes, sir. That's one ugly song, bitch. And my wife Pearl is next door, so I would appreciate a little discretion. He don't know what we're doing, does he? Well, it's better to beg for forgiveness and ask for permission. Would you like to? Come inside. I'm much obliged. I want to be in the movie. Well, you can't. The story can't just change midway through. I just... If Daddy catches us, there's no telling what he might do. I just... My wife is not well. <laughs> it happens after dark. How's it going to pop out of their damn skulls when they see this? Ah! What? Are you all right? No. No. let this inside. What do you think is on it? I see one goddamn
0: fucked up horror picture. Okay, okay, I pretty, li- I pretty much like that. Like <laughs> that goddamn fucked up horror picture. Ooh, titties. <laughs> That's what I think it's gonna be, but. No, this film does look interesting. Again, it's A24. They're going to pump out these really interesting, crazy films that are going to make you think. And they're definitely original, man. So uh, seeing Kit Cuddy in it is pretty cool. But I think that shouldn't be the main point to say why something is interesting because your favorite actors here. It's cool, but eh. Um, the story seems pretty cool. It seems pretty interesting, and I definitely am going to go see this. Eight, I'll say this right now: I need to take a time to like really discuss about how much I think A twenty four is underappreciated, uh, in terms of the common audience or the common people because they pump out films that are great. Not all of them are good. A lot of them, some of them, can be weird as hell. But these films are great, man. I really feel like they do a really good job of what they do here, man. So, yeah, that was the trailer for X. So I just want to go ahead and put that trailer out before we go ahead and call it a day. But that is it, man. That is it for our time here for the Midnight Drop. I want to thank you guys so much for coming in. If you want to go ahead and download Station Head so you can listen to these episodes live, go ahead and download it right now on the Google Play Store and Apple Play Store, whatever device you have. And if you want to go ahead and know more about what we're doing here you can go ahead and follow us on official underscore TMD podcast on Instagram. Again, that's official underscore TMD podcast. And also you can go ahead and listen to us on all platforms where podcasts are played. And we'll be back for another episode very, very soon. But until then, I'm your host Jordan Malone. Thanks so much for coming in. We're going to come off and leave with a good song of them changes by Thundercat, which is only on Station Head and our good theme song by DJ No Tag. This is the Midnight Drop. See you next time.